Hi-ho, friends. Welcome back to another episode of The Process. My name is Nikki Chin. Thanks for tuning in. For those of you new here, place where we explore ideas, thoughts, stories, memories, all that jazz of things that ideally help you become the best version of yourself. Uh, this is a, a sub-edition, if you will, of uh, a place called Running Sales. Uh, whereby there are two things I'm typically interested in. Not typically. There are two things I am interested in. Uh, they take up a big part of my life, one being running and the other being sales. I've been in a love-hate relationship with running for the better half of a decade. And for sales, uh, I'm the head of sales at a startup. I've kind of been in a few different roles and odds and ends in different startups uh, and figure in marrying the two because I typically find themes of sales, ideas, mentalities, outcomes within running, and I find ideas for running within sales. I think that they uh, that there are just many parallels to be drawn between the two. And of course, in trying to understand mo- both of the topics in more detail, I'll try and understand at least sales in the context of, of some of my runs where I'll go out and and ultimately just try and think about and understand what the fuck is going on, how I can become better, what are some of the things that I'm missing, and what are some of the ideas that might help me become uh, more consistent or, of course, perform at a higher output. Now, today I wanted to share, uh, this is a very new finding for me. Uh, I feel like I'm late to the party. I know I'm late to the party part of me, but I've been... Not so much a, a boomer, but I've, I've veered away, never quite understood the value of integrating technology in your runs. I've seen the value of integrating technology in the context of sales, tech stacks, I don't know, sales enablement tools like Outreach or Apollo have been game changing for any of the companies that I've worked with and just leveled up the, the output and efficiency of the teams that I've been on just missed the boat, I guess, when it comes to running. So I'm new to this part of me. The first piece of tech I integrated into running uh, was the Nike Run Club app way back when. Uh, at one point, I think Kevin Hart was one of the coaches that would chime in periodically saying, hey, your pace is so-and-so, your pace is so-and-so. Uh, so today, because it's a new finding for me, it's exciting for me, it's given me a little bit more energy and gusto and pepping my steps for for some of my runs. And in the same vein, I'm hoping to take that same pep in my step to to the sales leadership role uh, that I'm in now. And what I wanted to share, or at least explore today, was the benefit of having a, a little a little gizmo gadget, one of these little Garmin watches, something on your wrist, a smartwatch, some might call it, a running aid. Really, what I'm learning is uh, it's quite game changing uh, and helps you be more effective and efficient in, in all aspects. So let's unpack that because I find that there are a lot of parallels with what the information that I'm getting from this, this little Garmin watch that I uh, should hold those same principles to specifically sales leadership and sales mentorship. It is a running coach, this Garmin watch. It does a lot of the things that you can and should be doing as a sales leader. Some of those things are five little themes or buckets that we'll, we'll tackle today. Goal setting, power, rep power or running power, 
pacing and tempo, rest and recovery, and last but certainly not least, plans and those training plans. Now, how I even came here for context, uh, not a, uh, not a, whatever the antonym to technophile would be. I veered away from technology. I just thought it was more pure to go out and, and I still do sometimes to go out and just run and just focus on your breath and kind of run off of feel and intuition. Data is always more beneficial uh, and helpful, especially in the context of making decisions. And in sales and running, you're making a million and one decisions at a million at a, at a pace of a million and one clicks. So I set the the goal for myself, uh, the deal with myself, pardon me, that if the team hits the target for Q1 of this year, uh, I'll treat myself, I'll splurge a little bit. I won't say I'm frugal, but it takes a lot to, to, get, to get my schmeckles out of my back pocket. But I said, if I hit my target, treat yourself a little bit, uh, invest in something that is bringing you joy, buy a Garmin watch. Here we are, was successful in, in the mission, was able to now have run with it for a little, about a month or so, we'll call it. Maybe, uh, yeah, about a month is accurate. And one of the first things I came across was, and, and, and I guess to take a step back, I've actually used quote-unquote smartwatch before the other love of my life, golf. That's the only aid that I've had in technology where uh, my best friend uh, gifted me one of those Garmin golf watches a few years ago. It's been nice to have. It's GPS based, gives you the distance to the flag. I ended up using it as daily. I like the fact that it gave me sun up, sun down for days, and it also gave me step count. So I had a sense of my activity uh, each day, at least some visual metric. Now, in, in this watch that I have now and in what I really push hard with my team at work is the importance of goal setting, be it the steps that you're taking every day, be it the activity and the miles that you want to log each week or the amount of uh, time in a certain zone of running that you want to accomplish or achieve. I've learned that having data readily accessible on your wrist helps you understand and helps you gauge your energy in relation to your goals. Uh, I think that when you are a sales leader or coach, your job is to help and enable the rep. It is to, and one of the, the core tenets of that is, well, A, are you sitting down with them and outlining, well, what are your goals, personal and professional? And B, let's break that down. Let's truly understand how can we get there? And that goes from the tactical minutia of the day to the, the macro goals of the year where shout out one of my good boys, Chris Locke, who gave me the first lesson of, of goal setting in sales, where we need to book X amount of meetings each day to hit our goals. That's what was required. That's what was asked of us. And my first call blitz, I'll never forget, pulled me in a back room. He said, all right, Nick, what have you done over the last week? How many dials do you make? How many meetings? And gave me pretty brash, simple numbers. Nick, showing you here, you have uh, made eight meetings over 400 dials. I don't know if that's true, but we'll say it is. What do you need to do today? And what's your goal today? Well, I don't know, Chris. I think we should do X. I think we should do Y in, in these next two hours. 
And then in doing so, we just reverse engineered it. All right. If you want to get to two meetings over the next hour, Nick, that means if you are calling Z amount of people, you've connected to a amount of folks and 30% of the time you are able to lock down and confirm a time and get a meeting. That means over the next two hours, you're going to need to push out 200 dials or whatever it is. The point is he broke down pragmatically for me. What are the inputs required to get the outcome desired? How far do I need to push to get what I want? And I think that's the goal of sales leadership. That is the task. Your rep has a goal. You need to outline and clarify what those are. And then you need to work with them to figure out, well, how do we get there? And candidly, I've missed out a huge piece on that with my grandma watch because I've, I've just kind of passively gone out with the goals at times where it's like, all right, I want to hit X amount of miles each week, each year, each month. Yeah, I've tracked it. Uh, I've used things like Strava, but it hasn't been as readily accessible on my wrist. Visual bar, visual progress, little circle, give me the loop of you've hit your step goal, you've hit your mile goal, uh, you're behind, whatever it may be. The point is, is I have uh, a readily accessible data as I think you should be a readily accessible coach and leader so that when your reps are doing those inputs, you can help see and help gauge and monitor their performance and see how, how they're tracking. And that leads me to one of the next points. And one of the other things that I found is pacing and tempo. This is a, another, uh, another callback or, or throwback to uh, another fantastic rep I used to work with, Spencer. And one of the things I asked him, because he's a top performing rep, still is to this day, he was killing as an SDR, or to me as a BDR. And I asked him, I was like, dude, what do you do on some of your best days? Like, what's the mindset? What's the attitude? How are you focusing your inputs? And he hit me with, Nick, sales is a tempo-based, rhythm-based job. You will take an hour, and maybe you'll find the first five, 10 minutes a little bit choppy, a little bit rocky. But if you stay consistent, kind of keep your head down, you'll fall into a little bit of a flow state. And this is just purely in the context of like a power hour, just making dials. And it'll feel rough, but you'll get the marbles out of your mouth. And what ends up happening, Nick, is you find your rhythm, you find your base. And next thing you know, two hours can fly by it like that. And, and you hit your goals. There's a flow state in running. There's a flow state in sales where if you kind of sink your teeth through that awkward phase, you'll end up feeling that sixth sense and understanding, hey, I know that when I do this, this happens. When when I respond in this manner, I get this outcome. And there's something to that. There's something to, to pacing and to tempo setting that as a, a sales leader, if you're checking in and monitoring, touching base with your reps, not monitoring, yeah, monitoring, working alongside your reps uh, and showing that you are just as invested in their success and their inputs as they are, you'll actually end up with way more out of it. Now, fucking flip the script to the watch. This is a, a cool and interesting one where I have a sense of my tempo. I have a sense of how fast I might be running at any given time. And some days I've run super fast and I was like, ah, today was a good day based off intuition and feel. And some days I wouldn't, again, based off of intuition and feel. And I found that it has these little vibrating nudges. Each, well, you can set it up as such, where every kilometer that you log, it'll beep. It'll give you your pace. It'll give you your tempo. It'll give you a sense of where you're at. And it's been a lot of fun. 
and that I'm now able to actually real time get feedback from something on my wrist to say, how am I doing? Is this in line with my vision and my aim? Or do I want to adjust? Do I want to slow down? Do I want to speed up? What am I able to do? And it's helped me candidly feel more confident and feel way better about my runs by having that, that assistant right by my side to just say, all right, you're doing your goal. You're doing your plan. Continue with it. And I've found my tempo a little bit more and I've been able to better modulate and actually better get, get a better sense of my intuition all in all, just by having those uh, visual reminders and some of that data feedback to understand what that feeling might be. And that leads me to the next theme that I came across is running power. And this is a new one for me and running power, rep power in the context of sales. You are more capable than you think. In all aspects, this is not running this. You just have, you are, you are rife with potential. You have so much opportunity within you. It's just a matter of your actions that will help you unlock that potential. Now, when it comes to running power, running power is quite simple. Not quite simple. This is, I just came across this. Bear with me. It takes things into consideration like your heart rate, your stride length, wind conditions, elevation, a whole slew of different variables to help give you a gauge of effort. And when you're running, you have one to seven zones and these zones are increasing in effort. And ideally you can balance a run. You can peak and valley in a run. You can just stick in one level and one running power and just stay steady throughout and take a steady state. But the point is there are many different ways to run as there are many different ways to conduct a sale. You have many different angles you can take. Now, what do I mean when I say you are more capable than you think? This this watch has been interesting for me in that, you know how sometimes our, like your lungs are screaming, your legs are screaming, your feet are kicking, and you just feel like you're going to give out. You feel like you're done, and you keep pushing, and the next thing you know, you're at the end of the finish line. Sometimes you give up, so pardon me, so maybe maybe you do kick out. It's been interesting for me is just having the feedback where sometimes I feel like I'm in that zone. Like I'm in zone seven. Everything is just maxed out. 7,000 RPMs. I'm about to bust and gauge. It's been frustrating, humbling, where then at the end of the run, I'll look back and this happened to me today. So it's very recent. I'm putting some salt in the wound where I'm like, holy shit, that, that entire run was in zones two and three. That was a tempo run. That was a, an, uh, an aerobic run, what they call a recovery run, one where you just kind of, you get out to, to shake off the rust. It did not feel like that. But then when you look at the data, it's hard to refute. My heart rate wasn't, wasn't significantly elevated to like the 170s, 180s. It stayed in like a 140, 150, which is where I can comfortably run a, a good distance in. And humbling, we'll say, but it just goes to show if I look back and track the entire run, there were some instances where I did spike and hit like 170, And I kind of remember that distance. I remember the feeling, I remember the thought a little bit different from when I dropped further down later on in the run and I wasn't using as much of my power. Now, how does that translate to sales? We as humans, we as reps have a tendency not to give up, but to seek comfort. As much as we tout and we push, seek discomforts where growth is, I get it. You're human. You want the easy out. 
heli reps have sales reps in particular, we're lazy. So we'll try and find the angle to get the ideal outcome with the minimal input, cheat the system as best you can. And it's challenging. It's difficult, but your job is to push. Your job is to ask for more, require more, demand more, encourage for more because you know, you hired this person. They have so much potential if they just give it a little bit more, 1%, 1%, and you continually just nudge. And that is that is the tightrope that is working and managing a team of, 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 yes, being a comrade and being a peer and celebrating successes and failures, just as much so being a little bit of a drill sergeant at times and saying, this sucked, this was no good, this was fantastic, and using a balance of positive and negative reinforcement to ideally help that person become the best version of themselves, get the right behaviors, tendencies, and habits that will help them not only hit their quota, but hit their human optimization, be the best version of themselves so that they are confident and happy both in and outside of the job. Your rep power is your running power. Your job as a sales coach is to take the the mindset and attitude of a Garmin watch Give feedback based on all the different variables that are going on in the world and give them a a metric or a sense of, hey, this is where your effort is. I know you have X amount of months of data on you, and I know what you're capable of. More or less. Point is, is you're giving that feedback and there's that, that relationship of trust where I know you are going to, through these actions and intentions and desires, realize more of your, your potential. So it's been fun. Running power is an interesting one. I have a lot to unpack, a lot to learn there because fuck, I'm still even new to heart rate variability and even just knowing my resting heart rate has been interesting and seeing when, where, and why my heart rate makes my spike in relation to, to certain stimuli. Feedback has been fun. Running power, rep power. It's good. One more piece of data that that is, is often actually missed with... I'd actually say in both contexts, in, in both my sales world and my running world, is the importance of recovery and the importance of rest. Now, I come from a, a place where I won't say like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, always be closing a little bit of a boiler room mentality, but hustle culture exists in some of the environments I worked in. There's benefit and merit to it. If you work hard, if you put in more hours, you can take that mamba mentality If I just put in 10% more every day than you in the span of 10 years, that is a huge difference. But there is a lot of benefit and merit to rest. At some point, you know that staring at the screen or being on the phone for too much has diminishing returns. It will tip off at some point. Now, what this watch has been interesting for me is this is actually my favorite feature. It gives me a really good sense uh, this gives me a flashback to some Neuro 4001 courses of, of the brain and sleep and the different stages of sleep and what that means for the, the mind, the body, buck and soul. Sleep is so crucial and so critical. And it factors into its running recommendations and its running insights based on what's your sleep been like? What's your rest been like? What's your movement been like? Are you in a state or a place where you actually should go for that long run or big sprint? Is your body 
fueled? Is it recovered to then tax it that much more? Now, I don't know. I don't want to state the obvious. Fucking sleep, folks. <laughs> it's important. And when it comes to the context of sales, this is a, a culture, an attitude that it's really hard to create, but it is built on trust and it is built on transparency of team guys. I need you and I want you to invest in your health. I need you to show up to work and show up to your personal life in the best physical version of yourself. What does that look like? Are you eating good food? Are you sleeping enough? Are you moving and exercising throughout the day? Are you taking breaks from your screen? If not, we need to address those. It's as simple as actually just talking about it and being open about your goals, your experience and your progress or not with your reps. And in turn, they might share. Take it a step further. Maybe that means you're creating a little challenge like, hey, what's the, uh, what's the water consumption that you guys are doing daily? You feel like you're hydrated. No? All right. Google Sheet. I need you guys to log how much water you're drinking a day. Let's just make a little challenge of it. Let's gamify it. The point is, is get some system, get some feedback, get some investment and buy-in from your team to give a shit and to actually put some attention to their physiological state, to their recovery. If you focus on that as an individual, as a team, you will produce more. It's not counterintuitive. It's harder to see. But you, you, you got to encourage your folks, you got to encourage your team to have that healthy balance uh, with, especially in the, the land of tech sales, to be able to remember to not just be heads down in the screen. And last but certainly not least, to zoom out a little bit further, that's helped me with, with, with both running and sales is as simple as a training plan. As simple as a training plan. I've, I've, I've run one marathon in my life, a couple halves. I've logged, I would say, decent miles, decent kilometers. Actually, I would say decent miles, miles and kilometers that I'm proud of. But I've never had a plan. <laughs> to this day, I'm still loose with the term plan of how I'm getting to some of the goals I've set out. But this 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 running aid has been fantastic. It sets out, well, what do you want to do? Do you have a plan? Do you have an event you're training for? Do you have a distance you want to accomplish? Do you have a distance you want to achieve or a speed you want to achieve? How long do you want to train for? How many days a week do you want to put it to put in a run? What does that look like? And then through outlining both your macro goals and breaking it down to what is the daily minutiae helps me stay accountable. Every morning I wake up, says, hey, here's a recommendation from your coach. Swipe, swipe, swipe. What do you think? And it actually makes it a little bit easier for me. It makes it a little bit easier for me to then just get out and do the task, do what is asked or required of me from this little gizmo gadget now this is actually where i think i struggle i struggle in sales leadership with with planning not necessarily training plans not, not necessarily planning but training plans in particular in that i've modeled created a sense of all right here's what we can accomplish given inputs given outputs given the various different channels we can tackle and take on and i have a sense of what that might look for me attacking it as a rep, as an individual contributor within this domain, this domain, and this domain. It becomes very hard, though, and this is the importance of, of frameworks and 
guiding principles and themes that you can really pull out for your team is how to supplant yourself with your rep so that it's not actually you doing the task and execution, but somebody that you believe can do it better, faster, and stronger than you, and then getting them to do so. It's hard. It's very hard because oftentimes I'll put myself in the shoes or I'll see something being done. I'm like, ah, I would have tweaked it. I would have done it a little bit different. I might have attacked it from this angle. I might have attacked it from this angle. And you just want to get in and do it yourself. But then you're missing out on the, the real value of what a coach should be doing. It's to nudge. It's to provide feedback. It's to enable somebody to actually do it and see how you would have got how how they can get there without you actually doing that walking for them. Why I say this is a place where, where I struggle a little bit is the daily minutia. And then in the context of my, my job, 16 different hats being worn or, or different priorities taken up at any given time, fires popping up that you have the macro plan, you have the quarterly goal, the monthly goal, the quarterly inputs, the monthly inputs, that then when it comes down to, all right, well, what's the goal and, and plan for this specific day, you have the implied knowledge of how to get there, but now you need to encourage and empower your reps to do so. And in my quick reflection here, I need to do a better job because this little Garmin watches does a fantastic job of just break down what are my weekly inputs. Pardon me, what are my weekly goal, my monthly goals? It gives me then my weekly inputs. And then I can just wake up and execute. And it's so much easier. And I give, I lean maybe on too much freedom and creativity with my reps and my team where they might not yet know the framework and I have to put down the framework or they may not yet know the structure that they're looking to follow to be able to consistently wake up and just execute. And that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. So we will continue to do things like tape review. We will continue to do things like daily stands, pipe reviews, enablement workshops, things that ultimately just encourage reflection, encourage analysis, and in analyzing and critiquing efforts and inputs, your forward-looking plan just becomes that much better. And the watch does that too, baby. Gang, gang, shout out, Garmin. <laughs> uh, you can then look after each run, look into all the detailed little inputs that you, you did. Yeah, there we have it, folks. If you're if you're into running, get a Garmin watch. If you're into sales, start running. You'll find some ideas. It'll be good for you in all contexts. For me personally, with one month of having the two in my life, I've been better able to understand goal setting. I've been better able to understand tempo and pacing. I've been better able to understand running power, rep power, knowing what you are capable of and pushing more in the same breath and same vein, knowing when you've pushed enough and need to rest and recover and what that balance and importance looks like. And then last but not least, putting all those factors into one sweet cohesive package of what is the goddamn plan? What is it we're looking to do and how will we show up daily to then be proud of where we have summited in one year's time or whatever it may be? So I'll uh, I'll do a recap. Maybe I'll check back in in a few months to, to share my journey, my progress with the Garmin watch. I definitely will when, with sales. Um, what's been fun? All of it. And I, I say at the end of, I think it's Q3, 
September and October. I have a couple of races coming up, events, where I'll be able to put – I can't think of a good expression right now, some cannon to the fodder. I'll be able to put something to the metal. I'll be able to see what I'm made of. Uh, and ideally, all these variables, all these conversations, ideas, reflections will allow me to cross the finish line in one piece. Knowing full well that you'll have to cross the finish line 17 times over before you even get there, just like sales. Thanks for tuning in, friends. Have a good day. Game.